Welcome to another fabulous episode of Retrovaniacs. Now, this is a special episode because this is about a new game, which we normally don't talk about, but thankfully, this new game is a collection of old games. The Disney Afternoon Collection, a uh, series of games we've all played on the Nintendo, DuckTales, Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, and sequels to DuckTales and Rescue Rangers. But before we get into that, I forgot to introduce ourselves. I'm Jeremy Parmentier, as every episode, <laughs> along with Jeremy Gregory. Hey, guys. And again, welcome back, Billy Holiday. Oh, thank you very much. But I, I do have to say, you guys have have done a, <laughs> a, a a fine job in my in my in my absence. Prodigal son returns. Is someone playing Ducktales actively while we are pl- uh, reviewing Ducktales? That was not me. Was that you, I Billy? I pulled it up to catch the end of the second. <laughs> We're right got, on top of this, got, but it's okay. Because I got about, I got about, apparently five minutes from the end of that one. So, so this uh, you've, you've picked a good episode to come back. You, you did miss the best Turbo Graphics game we could possibly talk about in Military Madness. Uh, but well, I'm sure I didn't miss much. Uh, well, it was it was <laughs> apparently everyone else thought it was incredible, uh, and by everyone else I mean me and Jeremy. So we had a great time, uh, and we did have some some fill-ins for the Double Dragon show. But you're back for what could be. The only reason that we have a podcast, the Disney Afternoon Collection games. I mean, all these games are games that that uh, you know were staples of my Nintendo. I, I, not not the uh, the last two because I didn't even actually know they existed until years later. But the uh, the the first four, the main four games in the collection, are ones I played nonstop, and I watched the cartoons nonstop. I mean, the Disney Afternoon shows that these are all based on were were a staple for several years in my house. Yeah. And this, when I saw this collection was coming, this is just a a, a wonderful idea. Whoever put this thing together, uh, yeah, same here. A lot of these were just staples in 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 the NES constantly. Uh, one of them we'll talk about. Rescue Rangers was a, a favorite amongst my cousin and I when we both sat down to play something together. Uh, you got games like Ducktales, which everyone who had an NES. Surely you had DuckTales. Uh, but I was excited about this collection because we're going to talk about a couple of games that I actually did not play until it came time to review these. I was going to ask, like, I, I, I assume all of us were, were kind of big fans of the, the actual Disney afternoon back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, DuckTales yeah. was guaranteed. every. I mean, DuckTales, I, I, I would still watch today if it was on today. And I know they're supposed to be doing some kind of uh, you know reboot of it. And I'll watch that. I love DuckTales. Rescue Rangers was still good. Uh, by the time it came to Darkwing and Tailspin, I was at the age where I cared less about those. I also don't think they were as good. But they were still good. Uh, but there were no DuckTales. I think uh, Darkwing, like the game, kind of came late in the game uh, as far as like those those shows. But I was I was definitely a huge fan of of the Disney afternoon. And maybe for our um, 
you know, our overseas listeners that that does not understand what the Disney afternoon is like back when we were kids in the early 90s, there was about like a two hour block of Disney cartoons. Late 80s. Uh, You had. Yeah, you had DuckTales, Chippendale, Gummy Bears was one of the early ones. Um, You know, just these classic Disney half hour cartoon shows that they kind of took their classic characters and made them into something different. You know, Chippendale back in the day, way back in the day, just pissed off Donald Duck and and, (laughs) that was did I just say Donald Duck? Am I just completely confusing all of my characters at this point? They they did piss off Donald Duck. They pissed off several people, but it was. It I was, was thinking I, Daffy Duck. Oh, no, Donald Duck. I was right. I was I was afraid I was saying Daffy Duck. I'm sorry. I completely fucked that up. <laughs> it's quite all right. I may not even edit any of that out. That's okay. You mixed up your ducks with anger issues. You know, it's yeah, basically. I mean, they're the same characters essentially, but you know, that's that's what they did was they did that. But when uh, the Disney Afternoon got a hold of them. Uh, or, you know, for for that cartoon, they turned them into, you know, crime fighters, mystery solved detectives, essentially. And and that's kind of what they focused on. So it was this group of characters that that they kind of had, you know, classic characters that they changed into uh, various, uh, I don't know, things that they could make a half hour show out of for the stupid kids that we were. But they were really good. I enjoyed them. And yeah, they were animated well. The stories were interesting. I mean, it was they were good cartoons. I mean, they're. You know, I don't know if I'd say they were timeless classics. I don't know if I'd children of my kids they would care for them, but I, I bet they would because they're they were they were fast, they were animated well, they you know, there was no long, boring parts, and it wasn't like watching He Man now. You watch He Man now and you're like, Whoa, there's six frames of animation in half an hour. This is terrible. But but the oh. DuckTales cartoons still hold up well. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the Disney Afternoon Collection itself is twenty dollars, which is uh, or nineteen ninety nine uh, for all of these games. You know, I, a lot of times when I see these collections at that kind of price, I'm like, I don't know. But these games, even just Ducktales, I paid fifteen dollars for the uh, the remake of the original Ducktales, which was basically a frame for frame remake that had a, a graphical overlay on it. Uh, so I figured, hey, twenty dollars for all of these, a bargain at any price, especially when trying to play some of these these games I hadn't played previously on an emulator. Because uh, I'm not going to go out and find a copy of DuckTales 2 for Nintendo and pay $10 million. So playing it on again, on like on a, on, a, on my PS4 right now, on my real TV, it feels so good. So let's just start talking about the collection in the order that the games come out originally. So we'll start with the first game, 1989, DuckTales, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. This is the crown jewel. I, I, I think it is. I think everyone thinks it is going in. Uh, this game, I just love this fucking game. Uh, usually when we review things, at least when I review things on here, it may not seem that way, but I, I don't try to trash things in particular. I try to look for good parts of it. Uh, if I have a lot of fond memories of it, which I have many of this one, I try to set them to the side and kind of get a fresh perspective on it. Uh, and, and this time when I played through, I actually tried to go through and see what complaints I could dig up about it, uh, because I, I just love this game so much. And to me, it's just one of those perfect 
perfect NES games uh, that I, for the first time in, in the series, just kind of uh, just went through trying to really, really nitpick this one. And I think you... they, they actually just started with a showstopper here. I mean, mm-hmm. I really like the other game, some of the other games in this uh, collection more than I do actual like uh, this this game. But I, I can't deny just how good DuckTales is. I mean, this is the one of the all time classic NES games. It's it's hard to deny. It's just it plays so well. It's so well designed. And for this to come out in 1989 uh, is just crazy because it is, it is essentially just uh, platforming perfection uh, right out of the gates from Capcom. Well, and it is Capcom, and that's that's the bigger thing I remember back you know, in 1989. In the NES days, most games, if they had a license on it that you recognized, it was a sign that game was going to suck horribly. There were a handful of games that could take a, a cartoon or a movie you know, or, or anything and, and turn it into a fun game, but most of them were terrible. I mean, we already did Predator several episodes ago. That's, that's an early game, but it was still terrible. Uh <laughs> But, but there's, you know, the Karate Kid, Back to the Future, and all these games that came out that had themes. You know, first off, they were all LJN, which is another guarantee they were garbage. X-Men, they were all bad, bad, horrible games. There were a handful that weren't too, too bad. But this came out, and this was, I mean, this was on par with the best that Capcom had done up to that point. It's it's as good as a Mega Man. It's as good as, you know, any of the, the high-quality Nintendo games that came out at that time. It, it's, it is pretty much as close to a perfect platformer uh, a touch on the easy side, but I'm okay with that. Uh, but a great platformer for the NES that that the DuckTales meshed with well. It didn't feel like it was out of place, but it also didn't feel like they made a terrible game just to use their license. It's a it's a well made licensed game. Very rare at that time. Yeah, I think we'll we'll probably get into maybe some of these games are are, are a little more skewed towards the the easier difficulty than than what many people were used to on the NES, but. I never really minded at all because of just how much fun uh, most of these games are to me. I it, I don't need a super hard NES game to make me or, or you know to make someone to play with someone else just to have a lot of fun with a game on the NES. Um, it seems anymore that that a lot of people just need like some hard as nails game like Ninja Gaiden to say that it's a good game. Like if it's too easy, then they're just like, oh no, it's just it's not it's it's not worth your time. But most of these games you can blow through uh, in, in about 30 minutes or so. And, and it's even on your first try, it, it probably won't take more than an hour or two to beat these games. Uh, but I don't mind. I, I think all of these games, especially DuckTales, is, is uh, even though it may be a little bit easier, it's, it's more than worth uh, playing through the entire thing. Yeah, and I think you'll find that with several games on the collection. And... I like a game with a little difficulty to it, a little bit of challenge. And, and these games, uh, especially this DuckTales, decidedly do not have much of that. But but what it is, it's just so well put together. Uh, it looks, for the NES, looks amazing. The soundtrack, just fine for it. There's just so much good stuff there that you, you don't really need, you know, a game that's going to make you bang your head against the wall to say when it's over that you you've had a good experience you've accomplished something i mean the fun is just it's just that playing through and just having this this fun experience that you can sit down uh, and finish up in one sitting i thought like the whole using the cane as as the the, how you kill enemies i mean if you're one of the eight people out there that's never played ducktales you essentially instead of just using scrooge mcduck to hop on enemies you actually have to use his cane um, to, to hop on enemies, and, and that's essentially how you get around the game. 
uh, is using his cane. Um, and it was so much fun to, to, to utilize that instead of just your, your standard platforming character, which is what essentially every game on the NES was at that point. Uh, it, it mixed it up a, a good deal, and it was really fun to just to yeah. see something different anyway. Well, it's not just that you use your cane like a pogo stick to, to jump on enemies and also use it as a pogo stick to get around the level uh, if you don't want to just walk. But it's also that your cane, if you go up against, you know, rocks or things on, that are in the level, you hit it with your cane and it'll either, you know, break that rock or shoot it across the screen or, you know, cause it to just leap over a, uh, like a little arc and hit something on the bottom. So you're actually using the environment as well as your weapons. I mean, you're, mm -hmm. you know, you could run up and, and just pogo stick everything, but there's a bunch of things that are designed specifically for you to go, okay, if I run over here and hit this rock at this angle, I'll hit this box and it'll fall down. It'll hit that guy so I can get by. I mean, it's, it's almost got a little bit of puzzle to it as well uh, I mean it's, it's fairly obvious things but it's still a, a really cool mechanic that the hitting things with your cane on the side and you don't hit your things with your cane to attack it's not like you run up and use it like a sword no 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 you have to like walk up slowly next to it and almost like golf swing this cane which uses to you know knock barrels and stuff into things I, I really like the mechanics of DuckTales because it is different than anything else at the time having a pogo stick uh, jump slash attack and having this cane kind of using the environment maneuvers. It, it's very involved, but at the same time, it, it's seamless. It, it makes total sense when you're doing it. The other thing I really like about DuckTales is, much like a Mega Man, uh, you don't just go through you know level A, then B, then C, then D. You start the beginning, and you have five levels you can pick from. You can do them in any order you want, just like Mega Man. And then after you've cleared them all, you unlock another set of levels uh, to, to go through and finish your game off. I love that in games. I love where I can pick where I want to go. Um, you know, it's, and it's not like, oh, you can't go to level five, you're, you're not strong enough. No, you can go into any one of them as is. You go through it, you fight, uh, you know, you go through, they're all kind of Metroidvania-style levels, but self-contained. So they're, you can go back and forth in them, sometimes they have multiple paths, but ultimately, you, you know, you, the, the objective is to get through the, the maze-type levels from point A to point B, and then you fight a boss uh, to get the treasure you're looking for. Uh, it, it's... I mean, it's hard to explain it without, you know, assuming everyone has never played a game before. Uh, as long as you've ever played any sort of 2D action platformer, this is pretty much exactly what you think it is. But it's mm -hmm. it's done so well. And again, it's it's Capcom. It's 89, so it's not uh, it's not super late in the system's life cycle, but it's late enough that they, you know, they've learned how to really get a lot of the Nintendo hardware. So there are giant things that are in the in the game. There's some some very large scale bosses as long as along with some very small bosses that have multiple different mechanics. And uh, unlike a lot of Nintendo games, there's not a lot of break up and slowdown in this. This is pretty consistently, you know, pretty consistently programmed to run fairly smoothly. Yeah. And you talk about the, the levels in there. And yeah, I always did enjoy that. Uh, it's, you know, you get a different experience in, in the, the level the order you want to go through and whatnot uh you have a lot of choice there and, and the levels i should say i just I, I love each one of them each level has its own you know kind of personality to it and they vary so greatly uh, you go from transylvania uh to the moon the himalayas the amazon uh it's just such a such a variety on there and they, they've done such a great job differentiating all these levels and there just weren't too many games back then that that kind of did the Metroid open level style. I mean, these aren't. I mean, they're they've got different directions you can go in, but they're not so much mazes. I wouldn't say they're just uh, there's just different paths you can take, and it felt like you were actually like the like the Ducktales cartoon. You were exploring these caves and finding your way through it and finding the treasure. Um, they really nailed uh, just what it meant. 
uh, to play like an actual DuckTales cartoon. And I, those open levels and things like that really go a long way in making it feel like an actual DuckTales cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know, we mentioned the moon. That's one of the levels you go to. The, the soundtrack, I know Billy mentioned this earlier, the soundtracks the, to this game specifically might be my favorite you know, in yes. my favorite NES tracks. I can just put these on and listen to them nonstop. And thankfully, co- the collection knows that many people have the same idea that they like a lot of these themes. All these games, all six of them, uh, along with being able to play the game, they do have just straight-up soundtracks that you can. You don't even have to unlock them. They're there from the beginning. So if you just want to pay $20 for a bunch of soundtracks, uh, it's still worth $20, even without the games. So I definitely did that, too. I went through and played them, and it's just nice to have to be able to go. I want to hear the, the, the moon level is the best, in my opinion, the best soundtrack uh, in the game, and I can listen to that track just loudly in my living room until everyone else leaves. It's so good. So, yeah, DuckTales is definitely uh, a guaranteed hit. Uh, by itself, like I said, I paid $15 for the remake. I would easily pay $20 for... Uh, for just DuckTales. But thankfully, there are five other games on there as well to make this an even better collection. So the next game came out one year later, 1990, uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. this a little bit it's uh you know based on the cartoon rescue rangers where they chippendale are detectives they run a detective agency with some other people whose names i can't remember right now and it's the same kind of the game it's it's a 2d platform but this one is not uh you don't get to pick the levels you want to go to i think it's linear um but the big thing of it is it's two player where ducktales was not can i get it out of out of the way first um I it was I was you know ten or eleven when this came out. Was anybody else? Did anyone else uh, think that, that gadget was was pretty easy on the eyes? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, uh, thank yeah, God. I I am one of those people. I, that was that was. I, I alone, hate to say a cartoon no crush. You know, I'm not gonna get my fur suit out or anything like that. <laughs> I just, I, she was she was all right. He doesn't get that fur suit out for just anybody. <laughs> no, that's for our Sonic episode. In the closet. <laughs> Oh, good. Uh, Jeremy P., you want to, uh, how about some unity here? Uh, I'm not going to agree uh, on that. Oh. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to, I can pretend that I, I was super into the cartoon uh, mouse gadget, but I, I honestly was not. Uh, that, that said, again, this kind of came out for me, this was right at the, the time frame where I was like, DuckTales was so good, and, and this, this cartoon series was okay. It wasn't one. I was in love with, but I definitely watched it. Um, this game also won. I think I'm probably the only person on this podcast who would say I'm not actually a huge fan of Rescue Rangers, the game. Uh, and I'll get into why in a second. But I, I do want to get back to that it's it's two-player co-op. It's two-player co-op, yes. and it's yeah. it's the same kind of two-player co-op where you can also do things like, you know, part of Rescue Rangers, uh, compared to, to DuckTales, where you have a jump attack or these other things, you pretty much just pick up items and throw them. That is your attack mm-hmm. in the game. And you also use it to get around the level. I mean, it's it's a very, um, like, everything you can see in the level pretty much can be used uh, if it looks like it's, a, you know, like a big apple. You can pick up an apple and you'll jump and throw it. and it'll. Uh, but it also can hit your, your teammate. 
Now it's it's fairly easy to come back from those things, but I, I mean that's what I loved about Rescue Rangers is because it was kind of like two player co op. But if I feel like just throwing things at you and knocking you off a cliff, I can. And it's not a hard game to come back from that sort of thing. So it, it for me, it always felt like the two player was super fun, but it was also super chaotic. Yeah, it, it most sessions I have with friends, they would break down. Uh, eventually, they would. It would start off with an accident. <laughs> And there's plenty of potential to be a dick in this game. Uh, it's it's right there for you. I think it's encouraged. Uh, and no proper run of this game is complete without a few supposedly accidental throws at your uh, at your teammate. Well, as a two player game, I do enjoy it. I mean, it's 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 very well made, just like Ducktales mm-hmm. was. It it actually. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun to play with someone else. So I don't want to say I don't like Rescue Rangers, but by myself boring not a fan playing on your own uh unfortunately the collection i have for this collection i bought it on ps4 i only have one ps4 controller uh at this point in time so i won't be able to play it with other people so perhaps i will change my mind on this statement when i finally get to play with someone else but as a single player game uh rescue rangers just it's not it's not bad it's just super easy i don't know if i ever Uh had any problems beating rescue rangers Uh, even the first time i played it i'm sure i finished it it's a very very easy game the easiest of all the ones in this collection i think Mm. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I, I don't want to say too much about it because we've actually got a review of Rescue Rangers on um, the site and YouTube. Uh, so if you want to kind of check out more a more in depth review of that, uh, go go to YouTube and and on Retrovania.net or whatever. Uh, check out our um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers review. Uh, I love this game personally. This is probably my favorite Disney game uh, of that era, which is I, I know kind of sounds crazy, but um, this was the one that that really endeared me to the whole uh, the bunch of Disney games from Capcom. Uh, me and my cousin, I know Billy mentioned him and his cousin used to play it a lot. Uh, you know, mine and my, me and my cousin did the same thing. This was this was one of my favorite co-op games ever mm-hmm. for the for the NES, and uh, it, it's just so much fun to play through. Uh, it's not very long. It's not very hard. Uh, but it's also just one of those games that's really fun to play through. It's it doesn't it doesn't frustrate too much. Um, you, the most frustrating thing, like everyone said, is just maybe playing with the person that you're they're playing with, and um, how they they actually play the game. If they want to throw the boxes at you and you know cause you to die, then that's probably the hardest part of the entire game. Uh, but the rest, uh, it's a very linear kind of platformer. Uh, the bosses are super easy. Uh, there's not too many stages. I think, what is there, like maybe like eight or nine stages total. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and there's, you know, it does have a map screen, kind of like a, a Mario 3 map screen. But it's, you know, it's it's very, there's only maybe like two points in the entire game where you can choose which level you want to go to. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, it, there's just something about that Chippendale game that, that really... When I play it, especially on this collection, it really just takes me back to playing it with my cousin. So I had played a lot of these first two. I mean, I still have the original NES carts for DuckTales and Chippendale. So before we were going to play, you know, talk about this for the show, I I did play through uh, both of these on the NES. Now, the next game in the collection is different than every other game on the collection. And it's not the game I thought it was before we started playing, which is the Tailspin (laughs) game for the Nintendo.
So before we said we were going to play this game, my only memory of Tailspin the video game was the TurboGrafx-16 Tailspin, which is nothing at all like this in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the, the Tailspin on, on TurboGrafx, uh, find a YouTube of it. It's, it's a very awkward, very stiff platformer where you play as Baloo the Bear. It is not fun. I owned it. I did finish it, I'm pretty sure, but it is not enjoyable. Uh, this, however, is a shooter. It's a cartoony shooter. Uh, I actually really liked this it because I had not played it before. So for me, this was the first one of these games I had absolutely no experience with. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It's actually fairly... I found it to be kind of challenging. I don't know if you guys played a lot of Tailspin or not uh, before this or for this. Uh, but it's not it's not as easy as DuckTales or Chippendale. Eh. <laughs> two, out of, two out of three ain't bad so far. Uh, but I was not a fan of the, the series. Um, I, I would go as far as to say I, I very much disliked the series. I don't know if a little bit of that carried over. I had my reasons for it. Um, I thought, you know, Blue, he was fine in Jungle Book, but that should have been the end of him. Um, when Mowgli left, he should have went on to his solitary life. He should not have started a fucking cargo company. Uh <laughs> But that's just me. Uh, but this game, it's okay. I, I think it's it's my main trouble with it was yeah, it's a it's a you know flight you know shooter type game. But you're still in an environment where the it looks like they're standard platform. You're flying this fucking plane through a damn a haunted house at one point in time. <laughs> uh, a lot of little things here and there that just bothered me, and I think just because I my severe dislike. This was the the part in the afternoon block where I just. Uh, or the, the after-school block, I just kind of just kind of cut it off and went on, did something else. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of the same with Billy. I whenever Tailspin came on, I usually had it as just background no, background noise, and I'd do something else. But um, I, I think this is definitely going to be one of those games where like uh, Jeremy P's love of of shooters mm-hmm. uh, will trump us overall because I don't think either me or Billy are, are a huge fan of of shooters in the first place. But I, I did think this one did a, a few kind of cool things. Uh, you know, you you were actually playing as Baloo flying a plane in this one. Uh, and it's it, it's kind of weird uh, just the way you control him. Because mm-hmm. in the standard shooter game genre, I guess, uh, you are always shooting forward. You never really shoot any other direction unless you get like a special weapon or something that causes you to shoot like diagonal or something like that or behind you. Uh, in in this game, you, if you press up, you will actually shoot at like a a, a you know kind of a diagonal uh, mm-hmm. with with your shot, or if you press down, you'll kind of shoot down at the ground, uh, out in front of you, and it, there's actually a button that you can press that will flip him upside down uh, to shoot behind you. And the crazy thing about that is when you do that, you will actually scroll backward into the stage. So it, it's kind of like you can you can go for you go forward you can go backward whichever way you want to go like if you miss an enemy or a power up you could actually turn around and go backward and get it um, but this is one of those thing one of those games where like um, you know it really kind of makes you use uh, being able to turn turn blue around and shoot backwards and it was just kind of awkward to me and especially like being able to shoot up and down at an angle uh, there were many times where I just wanted to move up. Mm-hmm. And shoot just a tiny bit up, uh, you know, just uh, where I was. But then I'd be shooting at an angle, and then I'd get hit. Um, but yeah, I mean, besides that, I, I think it's a unique game. But yeah. for me, I, I don't think this is my favorite of the bunch by far. Yeah, and I had I had the same troubles control. I don't know if you're a more seasoned 
uh, shooter uh, player, if, if you may not have the same troubles I had, if you're into those types of games, and this is this is going to be a hit for you. I, I can't even say that much bad about it. And I do have to say, uh, along with the other games so far, still, you know, looks good, sounds great. Uh, decent game. It's just not the game for me. Uh, it's not the game for people that want a little continuity with their cartoon bears also. Well, it's it's definitely even for a shooter. It's it is a little slow. It's uh, the control is is fine, but you don't move extremely fast, so it's very easy, especially in some of the later levels, to kind of get trapped behind walls because it is a scrolling game when you're flying. Uh, I mean, again, you can turn around and most of the time you get around that, but you have to really that that turn around button. Uh, I think it's a neat mechanic. I liked it, uh, but it's definitely it takes a little bit to get used to. And firing, you can only fire like one bullet at a time. So there's a, there's a lot of parts where if yeah. you miss a shot you get hit, and you only have you know two or three hits till you go down. Uh, but but I you know generally there's not a lot of enemies on the screen at once, and a lot of things are avoidable. Uh, you know I I don't think it, if you're a giant shooter fan it's still probably not going to do anything for you. But if you're a, if you're a shooter fan that happens to like Disney properties, then this is an okay game. And, and again I hadn't played it before that's also a big piece for me uh, that I, I and I did expect it to be the terrible Turbo Graphics version. So I was ex- pleasantly surprised <laughs> to see that it wasn't. So perhaps that also Phase, you know, phase, uh, has to factor into my my like of Tailspin. Uh, the next game on the collection is one I had only played briefly. I know we also have a review of it. I'm pretty sure up on uh, on Retrofania.net. Darkwing Duck for the Nintendo. Yes, 1992 mm. for this mm. one. is wonderful and uh, yeah. i think billy said it himself said it best earlier when he was talking oh it's uh, it's fucking mega man yeah it's mega it's man. mega man it plays very much like mega man i think it, in many ways uh the level design nowhere near as as mean as mega man but i think some of the enemies are meaner yeah um and, and my saying it's mega man that's that's meant as a compliment it, it's mega man it has a lot of the the things you you love about it you know the platforming the variety of enemies uh, yeah, and I played through this, and I was very, uh, and for the Capcom games, you know, you're just waiting. Uh, you know, DuckTales, it has the platforming, uh, not a lot of Mega Man elements to it, though, but this one, they just, they went whole hog with this one. Yeah, well, and again, like the Chippendale thing, you know, if you want a more in-depth review of this, this is this is on Retrovania.net and our YouTube channel. Um, but essentially what Capcom did was use a modified version of Mega Man 5's code uh, and, and essentially just make Darkwing Duck with that. Um, it, it's, it's a very simplified version of a Mega Man game, but uh, as soon as you take the controller and, and move Darkwing around and shoot, you know that this is Mega Man. This is literally just like an almost like a side story thing of Mega Man with, with Darkwing Duck plastered on it. And it really just feels like a Mega, an easier Mega Man game uh, with Darkwing Duck in it. Can I, I, I just want to take this moment to see if I'm not alone with something else. Uh Uh, Did anyone else ever mix up Darkwing Duck with Count Duckula? No, I did not do that. I will, I will say that did not happen. 
but I was God a massive uh, I was a massive Danger Mouse fan, so Count Dracula was already a place in my heart before this was an existing cartoon. And again, this this was even later in the the cycle of the Disney afternoon uh, cartoon. So I was more or less out of of the age where I would be able to sit around and watch cartoons all afternoon by the time this was a regular thing. So I wasn't as big into Darkwing Duck the cartoon. I didn't dislike it, but it's just it's right outside of my window of when I really watched a lot of cartoons. Yeah, that was kind of the same for me. Uh, it, it came on and um, it kind of late in the game with with the the Disney afternoon block, and it was it was cool. I, I think it only lasted like two two seasons or something. Um, but you know, every, when I watched it, I was like, "This is really neat," but it wasn't anything that I really got into. But the game when I rented it as a kid, you know, it was just one of those things that was there. And, uh, you know, I, I played it. I just love this game. It, it was one of those games that is probably my second favorite out of all of these. I, I think actually my mm-hmm. first is, is Chippendale, uh, and, and then Darkwing Duck, just because of how much I love Mega Man and how well this, this does Mega Man since it, since it basically is just Mega Man. And it, it's very well made. I mean, I, I enjoy playing it. I like that it has, uh, Again, this is another game where again you're playing a two-button action game, you know, and and they do a lot with those buttons, using the select button to go back and forth between your special weapon and your 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 standard weapon, and then also having the select screen like Mega Man, where you can switch what weapon you have if you've collected the others. I mean, that's that's a lot on one on one game. I mean, Mega Man does very similar things, but for some reason, I don't know, I was very surprised at how how many things you could do with this game. Uh, but it it is a, a very well-made Mega Man clone. Uh, I highly recommend it to anyone who likes Mega Man. Uh, and again, we have a full review of it on Retrovanity.net. So then we get to the last two games on the series. Uh, they aren't necessarily original games because they're they're sequels to earlier games. DuckTales 2 and Rescue Rangers 2. They came out after the Super Nintendo had launched. I didn't even know these games existed until years later. And then you know by the time you, I knew they existed to find an actual cart, they were way too expensive for me to play. Uh, you know, I tried them on an emulator, but it's just not the same. I, I'm very glad I can legally own them now and play them comfortably on my couch uh i don't think they do anything drastically different from the originals i think they took a very Mega Man 2 to Mega Man 3 approach where it's like yeah you like this well here's a lot more of this with a few minor tweaks but generally it's the exact same sort of game as the original ducktales and rescue rangers yeah these are uh, you know this was kind of late nes life cycle uh, for both of these games and you know, I don't know exactly what kind of uh, license Capcom had with with Disney. If they still had to put out uh, different games or something to to whatever Disney wanted them to do uh, for the NES. But uh, yeah, the the last two games, uh, Chip and Dale Two and Ducktales Two, are you know they're they're really just kind of maybe more of the same of what the originals were. Yeah, I mean, and it, it I think both of these, it's just the you know if it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. Uh, they didn't really take a lot of chances with it. I think uh, there's there's nothing inferior to the originals, but there, there's not a lot, you know, extra. Uh, that being said, I mean, when you are just pretty much not improving nor doing worse than two excellent games, you really can't go wrong. Uh, I had not, I had never played uh, Rescue Rangers two uh, before time for this. Uh, this podcast and you know i was very pleased with it uh they they don't mess too much around with it ducktales 2 i had played previously never owned it uh but had played it in the past and remember that being you know just just you know an extension of the the original uh the storyline's not 
Now with Scrooge McDuck, the story doesn't differ too fucking much. He's out. Either someone's taking his money or he's out for more money. And that's the, if you haven't watched any DuckTales cartoons, I'm afraid I have spoiled every single one of them for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just if you like the originals, then you can play these without a, without a worry of it uh, being any worse at all. Yeah, they just—they're just basically maybe a bit more refined, especially Rescue Rangers. Um, you know, it, it kind of does away with the the map screen and mm-hmm. uh, really kind of adds a, a bit more variety uh, to things. Uh, more of the enemies take two shots to kill from like the things that you can pick up than than what the original was, where you could just one shot basically everything. The bosses are a bit more imaginative. Um, there's a couple of stages where you're actually running against a timer instead of, you know, just going through them as, as you see fit. Um, uh, but I, I think, you know, for my money, I still prefer the original Chippendale. I'm not sure why, since I think the, the sequel is actually a better made game with, with more variety in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just didn't seem like there was, uh, uh, I don't know. It was, maybe it's just a nostalgia for me, but I, I still think, I, I do think Chippendale 2 is, is quite a good game. I think both these games are great examples of late Nintendo games. I mean, they they look great. They play really, really well. I mean, they they don't. When you first see it, you're like, yeah, this looks like a Nintendo game because this is 25 years later, you know. But but if you actually really like take a look at early Nintendo games and then look at these, I mean, it's worlds different. And and they're uh, again, they they kind of take the the formula that the previous two games made and and just tweak it just enough to make it a sequel. Like there's things in Ducktales two where like you'll use that cane. Uh, hit against the wall, like in the in the waterfall level, to to start finding other platforms that show up. I mean, that, that little things that they added that you can mm-hmm. use the existing moves for that I really liked. So again, those those two excellent games as well. Um, so all six of these games excellent. Again, now it's on one collection. We can play all together. Uh, did anyone actually? I bought the collection this morning. We're recording this the day the collection came out on Tuesday. Uh, did did either of you buy this collection in full yet? Uh, I am actually going to as soon as we uh, as soon as we sign off on here. I've, I've I have the uh, the store pulled up and I will be uh, making that purchase and probably playing through a little Ducktales on this very night. Uh, yeah, I actually uh, purchased it when I got home and and downloaded it and played it and it's a it's a very faithful recreation. I, I believe the guys that that did this were also the team that uh, did the Mega Man collection uh, not too long ago and. A lot of the same extras uh, that were on th- that game are, are in this as well. Um, you know, you don't just get the, the games just by themselves. You know, you also get uh, Time Attack and a few other little extras like an art gallery and, and music mode and things like that that um, really make it more than just a, a few ROMs thrown into a, a you know a package and, and thrown out there for everybody for 20 bucks. But uh, this is definitely a really well thought out package uh, of these games and and I, I you know from playing it just a few minutes I, I absolutely love it well yeah they have they have the uh, uh the art selection which is nice to to kind of see concept art and then they show you what it actually turned into in the game it's got uh the the music on each one which we already talked about the music somewhat but all of these games have amazing soundtracks uh, they're all great classic capcom nes soundtracks Time Attack is neat because it's a full game run. So you just start playing the game, it keeps track of all you're playing, and then when you finish it, you can post it against other people uh, all across. You know, I, I buy it on PS4, so everywhere on PSN, but also just your friends and and you know, so that way you can, if you if everyone's really gonna play Ducktales, you could really try to to crush to see who can get the fastest time through Ducktales. Little things like that, I'm not gonna really care about, but I like that it's there. And then 
a, a boss rush, but thankfully, since it's an optional boss rush, I don't hate it. Uh, it's <laughs> nice to just be able to play. And also, the bosses on most of these, one, are, are interesting, uh, but two, they're not very hard. So just playing through a boss rush on these is actually pretty enjoyable uh, and welcome. See, all six of those have, have all those options. It's really nice, and it's in a nice... Uh, contained package where it's really easy to go back and forth through the game. And the the other feature they added to all these games I like, uh, which, I, I mean, I like since I've already played most of these. I don't know if I'd like this in the game originally. But uh, there's a rewind button. So if you decide you're playing, you know, if you're playing a game, you make a mistake, you're like, damn it. Because a lot of these games have checkpoints. They're Nintendo games. You know, Darkwing Duck's a big one where you'll get almost all the way through one part of the stage and, and make, a, make a mistake and fall to your death. And it starts you back at the beginning of the level until you hit that checkpoint like a Mega Man. Well, you can just hold down rewind. It'll go back to as far as you mm. want to go back, and then you can keep moving. I mean, again, as, as a staple of a regular game, that's absolutely terrible, uh, unless it's something like Prince of Persia that really uses that as a mechanic. But uh, but this this is nice because it lets you just go, okay, I know these games are hard. Uh, it, it, compared to a current platformer games, they're still not very hard in the scheme of platforming games. But if all you've ever played are, are you know, Ratchet and Clank where you can die a hundred times, this is, this is harder than that. Uh, but but it has the the rewind button's a pretty neat feature. I, I do like it. Uh, and it, and all games use it. Like they all use it on the overlay. It's it's it makes things much easier uh, to flip fly through everything. So that's kind of nice. Now I didn't notice this. Uh, I didn't actually really do the time attack. Do they disable the rewind button in time attack, or is it just straight up as, as you know as far as you can go without no. any rewind button? Yeah, time attack has all that stuff disabled. So time really? attack is okay, straight. So forward. I mean that's kind of neat. I mean. Time Attack is... It, these games aren't exactly hard in the first place. So, I mean, that could be kind of fun in Time Attack, you know, limiting how many times you actually use the rewind button in those. But, I mean, if you're going through them for the first time, uh, I would highly suggest just forgetting about the rewind button because a lot of the challenge in these games and a lot of the fun is is just playing through them and, uh, you know, maybe maybe hitting those points where you fall into a... a endless you know bottomless chasm or you fall into some spikes or something like that it's just kind of part of the charm of the game i guess but uh but yeah i I would totally just maybe forget about that rewind button uh the first time you're playing through it yeah it's not a necessity by any means and again you shouldn't need it to get through the games but just if you're trying to just have fun it's it's a nice way to not get get too overly frustrated it's something that really shouldn't be more than just a, a relaxing uh, afternoon of playing classic NES games. So it's it's a nice feature. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, I, I think I don't even need to ask. I think we all recommend it. We all recommend all these games. I mean, for there's only a handful of NES carts that I'll never, ever get rid of. And even though I have this uh, DuckTales now on the remastered and I also have it on this collection, I'll never get rid of my DuckTales cart. Like, that, that in my opinion, is is one of the best uh, well-made Nintendo games uh, from, from that time completely. So I think all these games are, are 100% worth playing. I, I'm hoping that, that it... I mean, I can't imagine it's not going to so well, but again, I'm kind of talking to the audience that would buy this. I, I don't know if if uh, an audience who didn't play these games is that excited about it, but uh, I think the Mega Man series did well enough with the, the anthology collection, so this this has to have a home. I mean, the three of us already have it or will have it tonight, and that's that's 100%. That's all you can aim for. Mm-hmm. I mean, for for 20 bucks, I, you just can't beat this. I, that's a hell of a package. So again, that's our thoughts on a collection that we knew before we were even going to talk about it that we were all going to recommend. The Disney Afternoon Collection uh, for many different systems. I got it on PS4, but I think it's out for pretty much everything. Um, Billy, you've been out for several weeks. Now we I've been out. 
we talked several episodes about the Switch in passing mm-hmm. before it came out. Mm-hmm. We spent a lot of time when they first announced it uh, getting excited. And then we, then we got a little less excited as time went on, and we learned more and more about the Switch. Uh, Jeremy mentioned last, last show that he does have a Switch, uh, which he's been playing Zelda on. Did you happen to purchase yourself a Switch? Well, you know, guys, I've been out for the last month because I've been in line. Uh, <laughs> waiting for that switch and I, I did happen to purchase one I, I bought one out from under a, uh, a young Walmart employee who apparently was was planning to buy it just 10-20 minutes before I, I got in there so it's with great joy that I t- at that point in time my mind was made up I had to uh, that was the deciding factor to, to spite another human being uh, but yeah I picked up that switch and, and I know this is an audio podcast but uh you could see me. I got on my uh, got on my bib right now. I've got a, a fork in my uh, right hand. Got a knife in my left, and and I don't know about Jeremy Gregory, but I've showed up today with an empty stomach because I'm going to eat a little bit of crow. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. We we probably got a a pretty a fairly large crow uh, on on the plate today. You know, I I, I don't think I was uh, quite as dismissive as everyone else was, uh, for, for the switch. But, uh, that was, uh, we were certainly not impressed with, with what was, what was shown by Nintendo. It really just seemed like a, I don't know. I don't really know what, what the hell, you know, what they were really trying to go for. But now that I've actually got it in my hands, I, it really, you know, it's a really neat system. It's so damn good. It's better than it should be. Uh, and, it, and it pains me to say it. And yeah, I mean, early on, I, Nintendo just did not do, I don't think, a, a proper job of getting this thing across. Uh, I, I think it didn't help that I was kind of burned on the, the Wii U uh, and they're uh, pulling the plug on that. And I was drinking pretty heavily the last couple months, so uh, that didn't help things either as far as feeling my anger towards the Switch. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I got hold of it. I got it home, and and just instantly, uh, just yeah. I mean, it's it's if they keep uh, you know cranking the games out for it, this is 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 the real deal uh, for Nintendo. I, I'm God, I'm surely hoping. I'm hoping so. Uh, I've sat down. Of course, I picked up Zelda because if you you own a Switch right now, you own Zelda. I don't know anybody that has picked it up and not chosen Zelda for their first game, and oh playing through that fucking Zelda. And I said at one point in time, with all the delays and everything else, that this Zelda game was going to have to be something. This was going to have to be the best Zelda game yet. And and so far, I mean, it it's right on track to be. Um, I've put in a lot of hours into it and have just completed uh, a fourth of the, I guess, the main objective of the game. Uh, just a, a huge open-world game. Uh, I've, I've got a, an issue or two with it. Uh, it's not a perfect game by any means, but it's just a beautiful game. Uh, and yeah, um, Jeremy P. I think has also uh, played, probably finished up Zelda. And I know Jeremy's working on it too. And just this damn game. I just, uh, I had to squeeze in the time to review these games because I have not been able to put this thing down since picking it up. No, Zelda's yeah, wonderful. No. I, I think we did talk about Zelda 
uh, on off. We've tried to really not talk about it too much because it's a new game, and, and again, this is a retro podcast. But but that said, it's an amazing game. I, I love it. Uh, but it, I'm playing it on, on the Wii U, and I finished it on the Wii U, and, and I know that the Switch looks a little better, but it's essentially the same game. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you have any other games on the Switch at all? I picked... <laughs> I, I sat around and I viewed the store, which, you know, it, it's sparse. It, it's super sparse. I will say for, for one of the better consoles they've put out so far in terms of design and in terms of actually doing what it's supposed to do, uh, it's it's one of the weaker launches. Um, if you weren't in it for Zelda, there's not much else. I did pick up The Binding of Isaac um, just because I, I kind of stalled because of the price tag on it. Then I remembered I've already put... You know, about a hundred hours into the the regular original version of the game, and this is of course the, you know, the not sequel so much as just all the add-ons all thrown in, uh, just a lot of material, and, and I, you know, talked myself into the fact that it was worth the money to put in, and just perfect for the for the system itself, perfect for the the handheld mode, uh, which is just such a fucking seamless transition to take that thing from the TV uh, to just you know just pick it up. And there you're playing on there, you know, make your, if you're like me, you make your trip to the bathroom, come back, sit it right back down and you're instantly playing again. I just, that was the gimmick of it. And I just didn't see that gimmick playing out because Nintendo's gimmicks always come off really half-assed over the years. Uh, But they just did an excellent job with this. And I think, you know, I've got to ask, have you, have you actually taken your switch to a rooftop party yet? Have I was you, out. Have... I was out by the pool <laughs> because I don't get in. I can't swim, and I just turn red instead of tanning. So I, I, I did. I had my shade. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, you can't play it if it's bright outside uh, that well. Um, but yeah, I took it out. Does that count? Take it out to the pool. I mean, that's but... pretty cool. I mean, from what we, from what we were kind of shitting on it, or from back in the, the when they first originally revealed that it was. It was mostly just like a, a big old bunch of uh, perfect situations of just like, oh man, this guy is gonna walk his dog and he's gonna take his switch out of the the dock and and take it with him and sit awkwardly on a, a, a bench or something while his dog's doing his thing or you know the girl going across the you know doing a rooftop party or something. Um, you know, those are very Nintendo situations uh-huh. or, or very, you know, things that marketers dream up. They're, uh-huh. they're just like, oh, man, that's what people use video game consoles for. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's not really. And when I saw that, I was like, I will never, ever use that console for any of that. I'm, but, I'll, go ahead, I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm not going to share it on a rooftop because I don't think this thing could take a fall from two feet. <laughs> no, it's, it's I feel I feel I, I I feel very, uh, very worried sometimes of when, when getting a grip on it. Um, so no, I'm not going to be, not going to be passing it around. Um, any good friends wanting to come over to play this thing, keep walking. Yeah, no, I, but you know, I have definitely used this as a portable console. You know, mm-hmm. I originally thought that this was mostly just going to be a, a, you know, connected to the TV constantly for me. Uh, but you know, the last couple of weeks, you know, I've had to go out of town and, and stay at hotels because of work and, uh, the switch has kept me company. Uh, it, it does a really good job of being a portable console. Uh, it, it may be, uh, about the size of a Lynx as far as the, the width of that fucker, 
but it was it, it it's totally comfortable to to hold and play and and use as a portable console, uh, which was something that I I really doubted back when it was uh, first announced. Yeah, and my job I have to uh, spend a, a night at, overnight at work um, on call once a week, and I've I've taken it a couple times now with me. I uh, picked up a little you know case for it to tow along because. Uh, I'm sure I look so fucking cool with that thing. <laughs> Your switch purse—that's what that my, looks like. With my little, got my switch purse by my side. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just—it's been just great for for taking out and about. Um, a lot of my previous worries uh, were are unfounded, thankfully. Uh, there are motion controls, but they're so fucking accurate, and it's not a gimmick uh, with it really. Like on, on Zelda, for instance. Uh, you can hold the controller and you can aim your arrows with the you know the right analog, or you can just move the control and it's so fluid. There's no delay. There's no uh, uh, and it's not necessity. It's not being. I, I don't feel at any point in time playing Zelda any kind of motion control is is forced upon you or anything like that. I think they hopefully hopefully have learned their lesson. Um, it's it's no Skyward Sword by far when it comes to things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of my and the controller itself very comfortable to use. Uh, there's a, a attachment, this plastic attachment. They have not gotten over the fact that I think I'm going to be dealing in a lot of cheap plastic accessories <laughs> um, over time. It comes yeah. with one you snap both uh, halves of the of the switch controller into, and I it it holds pretty comfortably. I, I had a lot of concerns because uh, it looked pretty tiny in most of the hands on the commercials, but I, I haven't had any issues with it. Um, but yeah, they've so far so good. And, you know, I've put in my pre-order for Mario Kart, so I'm, I'm all in. I just, I'm, I'm hopeful to not be, uh, left regretting it, but, uh, yeah, so far so good. We'll see what they managed to do. I think my really, my biggest complaint with it so far after using it for, for a couple of weeks now is, uh, you know, in the, um, the reveal video, you know, they, they totally have people sitting around using each individual Joy-Con as a controller. And I'll tell you what, I don't think that's possible because I've tried it just just using one of those little Joy-Cons, even with the little uh, attachment that they give you to put on the top of it so mm-hmm. it's a little bit more rounded. Mm-hmm. Those are so tiny and cramped. Uh, I, I actually, you know... I was showing my girlfriend, I was like, you know, you could, you know, it technically does come with two controllers that, you know, we could play Mario Kart oh. with. And I showed her that and she was like, I ain't playing Mario Kart with that. <laughs> you're going <you're> gonna, <laughs> to yeah. gonna have to actually get a, a, an actual yeah. real controller. Uh, yeah. If, if you're wanting to play on the one Joy-Con, yeah, it is going to be too small. It is, certainly is. Um, and with Mario Kart coming, I fully intend to just pick up another controller. Um I just I can't see that happening. Uh, that is also that is a complaint. Uh, I don't know how much in the future, but I just can't see a game like Splatoon or Smash Brothers or or something else, you know, with local multiplayer uh, where you're going to play the thing just on the one single uh, Joy-Con. You're going to need you're going to need a control. You're going everybody's going to need their own full controller. That's not a surprise. Even playing like Mario Kart uh, on eight on the Wii, it's like if you don't have a, a real setup either the i have a, a pro which i really like or you use the actual mm-hmm. pad it comes mm-hmm. with or you have the you know the, the full 
Wiimote and uh, and the thumbstick. If you don't, if yeah. you just start playing the straight Wiimote, you can, but it, it just it doesn't work. It's just not the same. It's not as good. Yeah. Uh, so I mean I can see that where it's like yeah it'll kind of work but you really want a full controller or you're not gonna it's not gonna feel right. Mm-hmm. So you didn't pay uh, fifty dollars for Bomberman, huh? I I can't uh, God I want to play it so bad. Uh, a huge Bomberman fan, but I just I haven't paid more than ten dollars for Bomberman for years now. Ten to twenty dollars. Uh, I'll go twenty on Bomberman, uh, but, but fifty I, I think they are. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know why you're gonna slap fifty dollar price tag on Bomberman. I am gonna go ten though, uh, pr- pretty soon for for this Blaster Master sequel. It's excellent. I got it on the 3DS. Mm. It's essentially the same game. Mm-hmm. Uh, not mm-hmm. not quite as nice, uh, but still. Uh, if you like Blaster Master at all, if you liked the uh, oh, yeah. the one they did for the Wii, that was the WiiWare one. It's it's better yeah. than that. It feels more like the original Blaster Master on the overworld. Uh, they changed up how the the Jason only sections are, but it's not bad. I think it actually plays a little better. I, I highly recommend it. I loved it. I just finished it as well. Excellent game. Um, I'm definitely going to play it. So a Switch, they have Switches at the Target by me. They seem to be kind of falling into place everywhere. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they also just announced that the NES Classic is officially going to be canceled. <sighs> Oh, now here was... we go. This is this Nintendo I've I've grown to know <laughs> over the years. Um, I'm not surprised yeah. by the news, but I'm sad by the news because I still I'm don't have one. I'm sad by it too. Yeah, yeah. I and I searched high and low for that thing. Uh, I've and never know, seen one anywhere. I've never, I've looked everywhere and I've never seen one anywhere. I did not see one, and uh, no one I know um, in in miles from my general area wherever able i had a lot of eyes out for this thing and i had a lot of people that also were, were looking for it for themselves and we just we never uh we had stores that were saying you know maybe a lot of maybes uh maybe a shipment's coming in uh but yeah this thing just i, I don't know the grand total of units they shipped out but it, at least in just gen, this general area there there weren't many uh at all to be had and it's a shame too because it is something i was i was just a i thought was a brilliant idea on their part and there obviously was a lot of demand for it um so it's not like that the people weren't clamoring for the thing I, I know just uh just on social media just a lot of people i know that don't play video games now but you know grew up playing them where they were everybody was really excited for this thing uh people that don't talk games or don't play them uh everybody was and uh yeah, it's just a baffling thing to just just kill it off like that. I wasn't super surprised. Like I said, I I, I kind of thought they were kind of putting it out so they had some kind of holiday item since they didn't have mm. the Switch out in time. Uh, and, and they knew that people were going to, you know, make emulators and, and put them on, you know, questionable devices. So why not put out their own? And it's a guaranteed cash grab. But I think the final nail in the coffin was when everyone figured out how to crack them and put new games on them. I think Nintendo was like, all right, that's we're, we've had fun. Let's close this up. Because they're also going to sell all those games again to you on the Switch at $5 a pop and on the Wii U at $5 a pop, uh, not to mention the Super Nintendo and every other system. So I don't think you're going to see those games go away. There's going to be no short way to, no no uh, limit of ways you can play the original Legend of Zelda or Mario 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I, I'm still frustrated at how limited they were and... I mean, when I went to get one on release day, and I was like, I'll, I'll just go to the store and grab one in the morning. There won't be anyone there. And there were 50 people waiting outside, and they only got five switch or five of the 
of the classics. I was like, well, I'm clearly never going to get one of these. And especially now that they've announced that it's discontinued, uh, just trying to find one even online, you're like, oh, it's $500. Well, that's not that's not going to happen. I, I don't need it that badly. I have half yeah. these carts anyway. I just wanted it for the ease factor of just plugging into my regular television. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'll just wait. I'm good. I think, and that was like the shittiest thing to me, just how excited we were when uh, it, it was announced on this podcast. You know, we all had intentions of buying one, but none of us could could ever get one. None of us could ever find one. And I, you know, I I definitely tried several stores around here. Uh, every time I'd go in, I'd check it out and and see you know what they had. I wasn't one of those people that would sit outside and wait all morning long to get one. To me, the the NES Classic was more of an impulse purchase to me. You know, this was definitely something like I walk into a store, I see this thing where I could own a a tiny NES with a bunch of really cool games and just buy it for sixty bucks and and I'd be good to go. You know, that was that was all I wanted it to be, and. Nintendo was just like, well, you know, we'll, we'll release a few of these out here. Maybe maybe a, a couple of people will be able to get it, but uh, for everyone else, it just seemed like it was a shit show of being able to get one. I, I had a, a you know my one of my friends, uh, he was able to grab one because his his wife worked at Meyer and they got one in late at night and and he was able to score one off of that, but. Uh, for everyone else, that was just kind of maybe it, just a, a casual shopper that wanted to grab one. It, it seemed like you just weren't able to get one at all. Yeah, they didn't even put them out. I mean, at least at the again, the Target by me, they they never ever put them on the shelf. There was a spot for them. They were never there. I guarantee you the people that work there, you know, once they came in, they were like, all right, we we already have, you know, I I can buy all of these and and sell them online. But also, Target does their their online sale. Uh, deal where you can pick it up in the store. So I guarantee they just sold them till the ones in the store were sold out, and they're like, all right, since I came in, they go right to the guest services, and that's the end of it. So I don't know. I, I always thought I'd get somewhere, but you know, get get it one somewhere. But I just uh, I think I think I'm just gonna have to miss out on the classic, uh, which is fine. That just means I have more room for that switch I'll eventually get uh, when there's yeah, more than I, one I mean, game. If you want to put on your your tinfoil hat and be like, well, you know, they just put this out here and. Uh, for a few months and, until the Switch was out and they could actually put a uh, you know, virtual console proper on that so they could sell you the same damn things. Uh, it, it doesn't seem that far off uh, from what Nintendo might actually do, but it really sucks because you know I would have totally still bought a lot of those games on the Switch anyway because, God damn it, I've bought half those fucking games like five times on, on different Nintendo consoles at this point. I just wanted a fucking tiny Nintendo. That that was all yeah. I wanted. That was the main selling point to me. Not not that I wouldn't ever buy these games again from Nintendo. It was just a neat little thing. And, and please, by all means, put put them in the Switch store. Put something in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get a virtual console on that thing. I'll buy it. I'll buy at least a thing or two. I got to have something else. Yeah, is, is it a pretty sad empty store right now? Is it just like, hey... Have you heard there's of Zelda? A shocking, there's a shocking amount of Neo Geo in there. Uh, uh, more Neo, there is no NES, uh, SNES, but there's uh, seven or eight Neo Geo games, I think. Well, that that's worth it. And you can play uh, uh, Metal Slug. Is Metal Slug on there? Yeah, they've got Metal Slug. Well, the, the Neo Geo games that are actually on there are um, the Neo Geo games, the same ones that are on... Uh, PS4 and Neo Geo, they're from a, or not Neo Geo, Xbox One. Um, they're from a company that that kind of has the rights to put those out as like arcade uh, legends or something or something like that. 
Uh, so they've got a collection of those games out on the Switch as well. It's not technically Virtual Console, um, so that's not there yet, which is weird because like on Wii U, I believe, uh, Neo Geo games were technically counted as Virtual Console. But uh, on on the Switch, these are... Um, uh, this is that uh, publisher that that puts out these Neo Geo classic games across all consoles. So it's not actually Nintendo Virtual Console, but they definitely do have several Neo Geo games out there. Um, they got like Metal Gear, Metal Slug One and and Three, I believe, and several Samurai Showdowns, and and a bunch of other random things like the the golf game, which was really cool <laughs> uh, to have on there. But but yeah, there's a, there's a good deal of Neo Geo games on the Switch if that's what you want. So. Please come back next episode. We're going to talk less about the Switch, I promise. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit if that's what everyone's still playing with. But we're going to go back to what we do normally, talk about one old game for the entire episode, uh, with a little bit before and a little bit after. And this time we're going to visit, uh, go back to the Genesis for Vector Man, uh, one of their, their kind of attempts to, uh, to make another flagship title. don't know if it was successful or not. Uh, I've never played too much of it. I'm actually pretty excited about it. That was Billy's request. And since he has been out for a couple weeks, we thought, sure, let's do it. Let's go for it. So Vector Man for the Genesis next time. Uh, until then, please check us out on Retrovania.net. Again, some of the games we talked about today have current videos. I'll, I'll make sure to link them in Twitter and on Facebook. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>